Welcome to That Fangirl Life, the online platform that champions female fans. I'm your host and founder, Laurel. And on this week's episode, I'm joined by Hannah, or as known on social media, Swift Talk Detective, to finally talk all things Taylor Swift. Listen as we discuss if working out all of Taylor's Easter eggs is actually as fun as you think, how Hannah makes time to film all her TikTok content, as well as, of course, a little mention of Hala. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Fangirl Life. This week, I can't even believe that it's taking us four seasons to get to this, but we're talking <laughs> about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Finally. And I am joined by Hannah. And some of you might be like, who's Hannah? But you might know her if you are on Swift Talk as Swift Talk Detective. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more than that brief <laughs> intro that I've given you? I can, yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, I am Hannah. I'm also a moonlight as Swift Talk Detective on TikTok. Um, I'm I'm an older Swifty. I'm 30 this year. Uh, fine. So I'm 33, so... I feel like I need to get there. Once I get to 30, it's going to feel a lot better than approaching. I think I'm going to like... I'm, I feel like 30s is going to be great, but the the lead up to it, nah, I'm not here for it. I start every episode with the same question, and yeah. that is, what does the word fangirl mean to you? What kind of things, when you hear the word fangirl, does it conjure up in your head? If you'd have asked me that question five years ago, I'd have been like Johnny Cash, Beatles, Screaming Girls, Side of the Road, at their hotels waiting for them to make an appearance and that's it that that was it that was that was the only layer now when I when I think about it for me a fangirl is anyone I don't think you necessarily it's genderless to me um it's just that feeling of community it's that sense of belonging it's that sense of you have this shared passion and the shared understanding and you can be whoever you want to be as a fangirl. And I think that's the nicest thing um, for me. So I yeah, think I think yeah. fangirls are, um, I mean, th- they make the music industry go round, really. I mean, it wouldn't exist without fangirls. So yeah, I think, I think that we're incredibly important. So from that though, when did you kind of first discover, like how, what was your first introduction to Taylor Swift? Because I was trying to think like what my first introduction to Taylor Swift was. And I know I definitely listened to her like before Red came out, but Red was a very like, came out at a very like pivotal point in my life where I had like quite a big like relationship breakdown. And that was just, the whole album was just like, this Perfectly. is my comfort album like <laughs> yeah it's fine this is what I need like it's gonna be fine like I even remember tweeting the lyrics to 22 and I even got messages from said ex being like can you stop subtweeting me Taylor Swift lyrics <laughs> I'm sorry but that is icon behavior iconic no absolutely iconic so my family um my family it's it's a very long-winded way of answering this question but go with me on this one so my family are like based all over the world and my aunt um and sadly my grandpa who passed away um in 2020 um they both lived in the states and my aunt would come over um every couple of years and she'd bring me a bunch of cds 
and she knew that I loved country music and it was in 2006 she brought me Taylor's debut album along with Sugarland I think it was Lady Antebellum or who's now Lady A and um uh Zach Brown band I think and I I was like oh cool Taylor Swift fun whatever uh, she's like cool um and I didn't listen to it which is really it was it was weird I had it didn't listen to it and then lost it don't know how don't know why don't know where but I knew she existed that was like my first thing of okay she she exists in this world great and then I bought our song on iTunes for 79p um and that was it that I was sold I was absolutely sold it was the first song I really ever heard of hers and it was probably yeah the thing that got me really into her music and I just I started playing guitar when I was 12 I started singing a lot earlier but writing my own songs then because of her and so I felt like this strange like connection to what she who she was and what she was doing and I just absolutely fell in love with her. Was there a moment like when you like got more involved like listening to her music and stuff that mm. you were like okay I think this might just be more than just like enjoying her music and stuff was there kind of like a pinpoint for you? I think I think when I realized that I was in too deep is when I set um holy ground the acoustic version um as my alarm tone when it came out and I had that for eight years and my partner was like you need to change this alarm tone because it terrifies me (laughs) every time I hear it and I still I look at it now and I'm like how have I had it for so so long but it's 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 there and it's it's not great um what was it about Taylor Swift that you were like yes sign me up uh, it was the relatability for me because I could I could see her a lot of people I think could relate to her f- from the perspective of her lyricism her songs her music her music videos but it was her MySpace vlogs that really made me realize how much I absolutely adored her as a person um because I you know when you watch someone just being themselves and you go oh my god I do that too or oh that's something that I would do and you automatically think I mean I was what 13 14 years old I'm like we could be best friends I'd like if she knew me she would love me and so that was quite <laughs> that was like the real turning point I think it was my space era um and just seeing her be herself and have fun and be carefree and be quirky and not I think I want to choose my words really carefully because I I, I'm not neurotypical so I don't think I'm quote unquote normal in that respect but I think she is a very down-to-earth person I think she just is free I think she's a lot more free now than she was before I think she was quite you know things happened in in her history that you know, really stopped her from being her true true self um but she was just so she was just a bit of me as we say in the UK she's just a bit of me 
kind of like going to segue on a little bit now, but for anyone that isn't like a big Taylor Swift fan, they may not know what the term Easter eggs are. It's not what we eat and all this weekend. <laughs> um, so do you want to explain in Swifty land? I can, I can, I can <laughs> what, what Easter eggs are. So Easter eggs are um, a almost like a hidden um a hidden thing it can be a hidden meaning it could be a hidden word a hidden visual it started in video games if you've ever seen the film ready player one or read the book ready player one ready player two um the the character in there are they're, they're trying to find these these easter eggs and um they're these surprises that not everyone sees you have to find them you have to look for them and in swift verse um taylor started leaving um easter eggs in the um cd booklets she would have um italic italicized or capitalized letters and lowercase letters and they would tell a story in all of the song lyrics or they would say a name and you had to go through and you had to read them like fine tooth comb and she said um years and years and years ago when she first started doing it the most important thing to her were her lyrics that felt like you know, if you took away all the, the the melody and the jingles, her lyricism, that was the most important thing to her. And she wanted fans to connect with the lyrics more than anything. And that's why she'd always put something in the booklets so that we'd automatically go there and connect with the lyrics, which is, is so genius. It's so, so clever. And then she started doing other things like um, teasing the next album or teasing the next era. So she would you know, wear a nail polish color that didn't match the era that she was in even though she'd been wearing one color throughout or she'd you know post a photo of red shoes uh, in a studio which is when she was recording red or all these little things that you wouldn't necessarily know about if you weren't kind of in the fandom as it were but she she leaves them as a way to connect with fans she leaves them I think also as a way for fans to connect with one another and have this shared experience and have this commonality um so they're they're her way of um almost having an ongoing conversation with us in my mind anyway um and just being a part of something that's a little bit bigger than just just the songs and just the music so she hides them she's very sneaky she's very <laughs> sneaky she hides them very well um and recently back in november when red taylor's version was launched uh, we found out that she had hidden them three years in advance does it make it more fun or is it a big like headache when you think about folklore and evermore as albums the fact that we were supposed to get a completely different album after lover era i'm convinced of it i know everyone speaks about karma being the lost album which would have been the album between 1989 and reputation because her whole image changed. And that also happens with Easter eggs. You know, her, her, she dresses for the era that she's in. Um, and so everyone says that there's this lost album after 1989. But I'm convinced there's a lost album after Lover. Because if she was already starting to plan Easter eggs for the next era, which we know she has done for a decade, there is another album out there uh, somewhere in her mind, probably in a demo <laughs> recorded on her laptop that exists. So the fact that Folklore and Evermore happened, I think those are once in a lifetime albums. 
that's never going to happen again because she is she does plan thoroughly um so yeah i personally um i i know the, i know fans are split i think we're very much 50 50 it's marmite you either love the easter egg theories or you hate them and i think i obviously fall into the bracket of i love them um but i can understand why some people do find it a headache and i can understand why some people do just think no this is not worth it harry's were incredible being sat on the outside because i i knew i knew about eroda i knew about eroda but i wasn't in eroda i was always in like more of the taylor side of things so then when the doors happened and I started seeing people talking about them, I was like, oh, Harry's Harry's like fully in his Swifty era. Like he's 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 doing well with the with the Easter eggs. But I was really reserved. I was like, I'm not going to get into it because, you know, I've been burned before. I'm not going to start falling for this. Surely it can't be. And then when it started to actually get more legitimate that it was him, all I could do was sit back and go, wow, that's incredible. I always say this I'm sure everyone's so tired of hearing me say it but from a marketing perspective to go from traditional like newspaper marketing to digital marketing like that crossover and have people start to go no that's that's Harry Styles when it's still in newspapers and then attach geocache locations and coordinates for places around the world into it that's another level like we had a big sign for lover in a music video and we were like that's too obvious that's not what the album's going to be called this was this was the easter eggs on well I can't say that, but yeah sugar it, on sugar we've had we've known what the name of the album is all the way through u.s tour because pretty much at the end of every night he was saying take me home, me home. like and i was just like and i was like no like if someone have said that when that was happening, like, oh, imagine if that's like everyone in the fandom would been like, no, do you know what? No. And then yeah. you can tell as well, like when I'm on Twitter, who is also like a Swifty, when they start yeah. to get really deep into like Harry Styles theories. And I'm like, why am I like starting to like <laughs> believe this? And I'm like, I'm just like, you know, just tell me what's happening. Like, I can't. If I start thinking about it too much, I'm like, there'll be more space in my brain that he's taking up this, that doesn't honestly, need to happen. Honestly, like, I tell like, this is now my, I know people can't see this, but this is now my, like, my lock screen. It's Harry and Shania Twain. Um, this man takes up too much of my time. If I opened up my phone, uh, it, it's, I have an entire Pinterest board that is called Cornelia Street. So, you know, I'm repping it for the Swifties too. Don't worry, everybody. I'm still... <laughs> I'm, I still got your girl in my phone. <laughs> what made you decide to like start exploring more of the Easter eggs? Because you could have just taken them like and just read them. Yeah. So what made you want to be like, right, let's, I want to like try and decipher them myself. So I think it, it wasn't until kind of last year. Well, it wasn't really until 2020 where I kind of, guessed that evermore was happening i say guessed but taylor um put up a post um during the pandemic when she was recording folklore and it said not a lot going on at the moment she was at home and then the same thing happened um literally like a couple of months later uh in december and she did it again not a lot going on at the moment and i was like i made a tiktok about it i wasn't i 
you know, I didn't have a following at all. I didn't have anyone to kind of talk to about it. Um, and I didn't have any Swifty friends in real life. So I made a TikTok and I was like, there is a second album happening. And so many people were like, no, 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 it's the, it's Long Pond Studio Sessions. That's the film with Disney. It's a Disney film. And I'm like, I hear what you're saying. There is another album coming. And when that happened, I was like, I was right. What? <laughs> For the first time? I like, and then it, it was just a, a can of worms. But I'd always, I'd always, always, always followed the Easter eggs and I would do it in my spare time because it it's very much part of my personality. I realized this um, after I kind of had the very, very real realization that I was not neurotypical. Um, that then came the realization that I had a special interest and Taylor Swift is obviously my special interest um but the actual easter egg element of it is my special interest what made you decide I'm gonna start posting more about this on TikTok like you mentioned like the first video like the video about um folklore yeah and obviously you said that you weren't really doing videos as such then about it so what was it after that that you were like hold on one second this could be a thing (laughs) so it's it's really weird I was um I was talking to someone at work and I said something about Taylor and she was like, oh my God, I love Taylor Swift. I was like, oh my God, yes, this is my time. I have found you. We're going to join, <laughs> we're going to become friends and we're going to talk about Taylor all the time. And um, I was like, I'll add you on TikTok because I've got so many videos that I've favorited for about Taylor and, and Easter eggs and stuff. And um, I kept sending her like loads of messages and all of my theories in these long, long like TikTok messages. And she was like, Hannah, do you think you should like, you should post them? I was like, no, 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 I don't feel confident. I don't want to do that. Like, I'm just gonna let everyone else do it. It's fine. I just write them down on pieces of paper and, you know, put them on a whiteboard <laughs> and then rub them off and, um, and that's it. Like, I'm good with that. And then I got um, the red CD and I just bought a signed one and I wasn't expecting anything I I ordered it um at like six in the morning the day before my birthday in November and didn't think anything of it and when it when I got it I made a TikTok of me opening it because I was really excited and it had lyrics on it and I was like what if this is an easter egg and it's not it's not I'm just gonna say it now it's not it's definitely not um but at at the in that moment I was like okay but what if like what if she's putting messages within lyrics on all these different cds and then i started going on reddit and trying to find all the other people who'd also (laughs) this sounds so stalkerish but trying to find all the other people who got the lyrics and see which songs they were see if there was like something that was a message in them somehow and then i was like no i've completely lost it so i'm going to start actually posting these on tiktok and my partner was really supportive he was like just do it so what if people like like judge like let them judge whatever just be you like you'll whatever have fun um and so yeah it was a combination of uh taylor and her handwritten lyrics my friend from work hi zoe if you're listening to this um and my partner and the three of them was like the father son and holy spirit and here we are (laughs) just like (laughs) off you go um (laughs) how do you find time to juggle work and a social life 
it was a lot easier when I was shielding, obviously, because the pandemic was going on and I'm, <laughs> I am unwell. <laughs> I am <laughs> perpetually unwell. Um, it was, it was kind of easy because I was, I was at home all the time. I was not leaving my house. Um, I was stuck inside 24 uh, seven. I work at, like you a full time nine to five, probably sometimes it was, you know, eight till 10 job. And, um, having to to actually have the commitment to post wasn't difficult for me because it didn't feel like work yeah. it felt like I could actually finally be myself and it's really funny because I'm very quiet and very self-conscious and very um I'm I, I like I like to fade into the background at a party well, I don't really go to parties, but if I were at a party, I would just be like, oh, that wall looks really nice over here. Let me go and talk to it. Um, so it felt very strange, like putting myself on the internet for people to like look at me. Um, but it never felt like a chore. So I would just find the, the time whenever, you know, whenever I had time. I think that one of the most difficult things is actually managing relationships because I was spending, I'd finish work at, you know, five, six o'clock. I purposefully would not put makeup on during the workday because that meant that I wouldn't be tempted to film. Um, oh, that's made the worst. Like it's happening during the day and I'm like, I've yeah, my makeup on. I'm yeah. uh, right. Okay. Um, what <laughs> do we do? <laughs> yeah, literally that was me. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because I know if I do it, I'll be tempted to film something. Um, so I would spend all evening, I would spend all evening filming. And some, I mean, everyone kind of, you know, you see 60 seconds, but 60 seconds can sometimes take, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to actually film because you're trying to get your words right or you mess up or, you know, you, you don't, you say the wrong thing and you film the whole thing through and then you're like, ah, no, I don't like the way that that sounded. And that was a bit funny. And I, I wasn't really making any sense. And in the beginning, I go back and I, I look at some of my posts and I'm like, oh dear God, Hannah, what were you doing? Because I didn't have that kind of um, commitment to, I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't start it to, to, to like grow a big following. I don't even think I have a big following, but I, I, it scares me that people do follow me. But um, yeah, I, I didn't start it to like get loads of people to watch it. So they're very raw and I look at them now and I'm like Han I don't even understand what you were saying but it's when I'm kind of just in kind of my ADHD world and everything is just like a million miles an hour um but now I'm a bit more refined and I take a bit of time and actually sometimes I'll wait a day or so to post something if I have a theory about it because I just want to make sure that I'm not you know I'm not wrong so the most important thing for me became actually making time for my partner and myself and um and not being stuck in this room you know for hours on end it still does happen so I'll I, I will film most evenings um but I'll also f film extras and that I think is a tip for anyone who you know wants to post consistently or um, wants to do something like this consistently is to film as much as you can in one go yeah. stick it in your drafts and take detox days take you know days away from from actually like it's it, it's a lot of energy that goes into it we get a lot of yeah. 
DMs about, oh, I want to start a podcast. How do I go mm. about doing that? Because this bit is this bit is the fun bit. Talking to people, getting to know them, yeah. delve into more of what they love, finding out like about different artists or different like speaking to different industry professionals. Yeah, they don't see the hours afterwards that's spent me editing, editing me then sending it to Izzy for her to listen through to make sure it makes sense. Izzy then having to come up with social content like for the whole week yeah. so people know like yeah. that we exist. <laughs> Do you find it difficult being well known as such? I know you said you don't feel like you are, but obviously your videos you have quite a few fair amount of followers on TikTok. You get yeah. quite a fair few views on your videos. Do you find it quite difficult being well known? It's very strange to me. It's very strange. It's it's lovely when um, when I do have moments like that because I think it's just a way of showing that you know you don't. Yeah, I'm still me at the end of the day, and, yeah. and I want people to to know me. I don't want them to be like, oh, Swift Top Detective. It's like no, I'm I'm Hannah, and I'm just like you. I'm a fan of Taylor. You know, I'm I I'm. I don't eat cheese but I'm just like you <laughs> um, but yeah then there's the kind of the other side which is a little bit of the negative side and I would have struggled really badly with that like November last year so it's you know a good six seven months of actually like doing some self-work um because I I saw um one of the most popular I saw this trend where you like type in your name into or your username into TikTok and you see what comes up and see like the most popular searches. And the second most popular search for me was Swift Dot Detective is annoying. And I was like, sorry, I was like, OK, well, um, that is a character development I did not see coming. <laughs> but thank you for the feedback. <laughs> I'll take it into consideration. Um, so there is like that side of it as well. But I get it. Like I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm, I, I never will be. And I don't try to be. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, that's okay. Like it's, it's okay. Just because yeah. I'm me doesn't mean you're going to vibe. And that's, and that's fine. So I think there's that side of it that is the kind of the negative side that it's taken it's taken a, a long time you know I say a long time but it's taken a good five six months for me to look at that and be numb to it always the same when obviously it seems Harry is now going at like five million miles an hour like doing stuff like I'm tired Harry like, <laughs> film, t- I was about to say tv show definitely no <laughs> guys I do not know about a tv show before people come and start in my dms being like what a tv show like films Marvel to be fair there could be yeah. in a Marvel tv show I don't know um, I, I, I would just like butt in very quickly and say that I have a theory that he's doing a love and tour film I, I genuinely think he's doing I that. would like to point out that I was already recorded filmed and had to sign disclosure forms <laughs> for it in LA there you go. So. Done, done done I was right <laughs> So <laughs> it's probably I don't know like if like me like Anthony fam came we had to turn our tent round on the sidewalk outside the forum round the opposite way for them to get the shot with the forum in the background we had to take yeah, the top 100%. of the tent off he asked 100%. then uh, he was like who wants to walk around the corner in their outfit and we'll film them the others were all like ah. so I was like oh do you know what the one that's flown all the way I'll do it 
like Damn right, I'll, but then I got to the tent and I was like okay how do I get into the tent without being just bum in the camera <laughs> so I was like side step like slide. <laughs> in my like white like heels like Love it. don't fall don't die don't just sit down nicely like and Love then it. but because you had all the theories in that he was meant to be bringing out a surprise guest yeah 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 that night of tour and Anthony was like speak about who you want as like who you think the special guest is so we were all like oh my god there definitely must be one then if he's asking us to speak about obviously there wasn't yeah. but we were like oh my god there must be like, it's like oh but what made it worse is that when he first came over and he was talking to us before they started filming yeah his phone then rang and it said like h on the top and he's like i'm really sorry i'm just gonna have to go take this and went over and was on the phone and we heard and he was like yeah like they've been camping since like last night because they're going to tonight show and tomorrow night show so they're number one for tomorrow night show now in the queue um and he was like one of them's come all the way from london and i was like oh my gosh no stop perceiving me like stop (laughs) stop it i love it it's kind of like leads me nicely onto as such um we're gonna do like a little quick fire round oh yes i love it (laughs) um there's six questions go hit me um so your all-time favorite taylor swift song false god okay mine is dress which i feel like is a very special love it opinion so i've got a tattoo um (gasps) a dress lyric i well it's for (laughs) golden by harry styles and obviously she says you made a mark me like a golden tattoo so like it ties into both of them perfect so i'm like that's my like and also my other favorite song of hers is gold rush and i have the lyrics of that on my living room wall so (laughs) Like a print of it out there. That sounded like I'd like painted them out. Like, <laughs> like in gold sharpie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all the way up the walls. <laughs> lockdown hit me hard, guys. <laughs> um, a song you skip. Oh, great question. Um it really depends on the album. Um, most of them have no skips, but uh soon you'll get better from Lover. I I, I can't I, I just can't um I have a very close relationship um with my mum very similar to Taylor and Andrea and my mum's not well um either God, there's a real theme here with me and my mum bless her <laughs> um but I can't she's not she's not gonna get better she's you know it's not gonna happen so that's very difficult and um Ronan I I can't listen to Ronan um because I survived childhood cancer and there's not a single day I don't think that goes by where I don't feel incredibly guilty that I'm here and there are so many kids who aren't um so I, I just can't I can't do that so those those are it the rest bops absolute bops um your favorite album oh it genuinely I promise you when I say this it changes daily See, whenever I, whenever I ask this, obviously at the moment, to people come on and we speak about Harry Styles. Obviously, yeah. it's like you've only got one, you've only got two. So it's really it's it's so funny because like I even like with Harry, I don't think I could choose. It it really depends. Like, I can. I'm a fine line girl. It's just there's just so many. See, okay, but Kiwi, 
woman, sweet creature. I can't live without those songs. If I could put like put them with Canyon Moon and Sunflower um, and Cherry and She and Fine Line and Carolina. <laughs> you, do you know, see, see what I mean? Like I can't, like I can't, there's, there's no choice. Same thing with me and Folklore and Evermore. I didn't love, um, I didn't love The Last Great American Dynasty when I first listened to it. Um, I didn't love Nobody No Crime. And like, if you watch my TikToks, you'll know that I've created this whole like SD cinematic universe where I don't think SD is actually dead because of one tiny lyric that doesn't necessarily make sense if she was dead. So I've created this whole like persona of SD, but I didn't love the song. And now I'm like, were you okay? Were you unwell? Because that just doesn't, it doesn't sit with me. But sometimes it takes time. I think that's what um, a lot of people forget because rankings are very controversial. It's not everyone's like, not everyone has the same taste. And the thing that I say about Taylor is how absolutely incredible for an artist to be able to cater to every single taste. Who, who else can do that? Who else can do that? Nobody. She is, this is why I say like, there is nobody else like her out there because, okay, yes, there is the element that is kind of very sad and it's the, the misogynistic part of like, you have to reinvent yourself every time you pull out a new album, you have to change your image. You have to be relevant. You have to be current. You have to fight for something um, that you shouldn't have to fight for. Um, but there's also that element of, she just creates music that she loves and she creates music for everyone. Um, and I don't think many artists do that. So, I mean, we're bound to all have songs that we skip and we don't love at first and, and stuff, but how amazing that there is something for every single one of us. Um, what has been your favorite music video that she's done? Oh, this is such a great question. There's so many that I love, but I think one of my favorites of all time is Picture to Burn. I don't know why I love it so much. Like she's so sassy with like Abigail and they're pulling up to the house and they're like looking through the binoculars and it just, I don't know why, but I love it. I love that for like the fun of it and like her band are all going through the house and like, I mean, obviously no violence or anything like that's, that's bad, but I, <laughs> I, I love Picture to Burn. What has been your favorite era so far? Um, probably reputation because as a, this is now like for my, uh, my Scorpio son, my Scorpio rising baddies, that album is like a Scorpio Sagittarius album. Like that is a Scorpio lover's dream. Um, it's because it, it's like, it, it's like the cinnamon roll thing, right? On TikTok, it, it, it looks like it could kill you, but it's actually a cinnamon roll. Um, I think a lot of November babies um, who are like Scorpio suns and like Capricorn moons or Capricorn Cancer moons, like you're hard and you're scary, but you cry a lot. You cry a lot. Um, <laughs> I think anyone with a Cancer moon probably cries a lot um, or, or a Cancer stellium or a Cancer placement. Um, so for any of my astrology huns, uh, yeah I think reputation I think also because she 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 really did reinvent herself she really really did I think that was the end of when Taylor stopped giving a, a single gram of an F 
um she was just like i'm just gonna make music that i love but then in you know in the miss americana documentary when she didn't get nominated for anything she was like i just need to make a better record and i'm like i'm struggling to see how because that for me is probably like perfection like dirty filthy bass and like heavy percussion with like beautiful lyricism and strong melodies sonically is is faultless um what re-recording are you now most looking forward to speak now for sure because i yeah i think that was really i mean i was what how old was i when it came out 2010 I can't remember I can't do maths I'm I like I, oh I'm it, no good at maths I was like huh? it, doesn't, it doesn't work for me I'm gonna actually well, to to 12 years ago so I was 18 and well 18 just probably just turning 19 yeah it was it was I think a month before my 19th birthday it just it was everything that album was absolutely everything to me I played it constantly so much it was sickening um and I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. But I also am really looking forward to debut because that's what made me a Swifty. And to be able to like listen to our song and like Tim McGraw and Picture to Burn and like those kind of songs that I absolutely love. Oh, and Mary's song. I love Mary's song. It's just so nostalgic. It's, as Taylor would say, nostalgic heaven dash exclamation point. <laughs> Swifties, um... you'll know. <laughs> What has been the most rewarding thing so far about having your platform on TikTok? It's the friends. It's it's the friends that I've made. Um, I don't go a day without speaking to them. Um, so like Vinodge, everyone knows Vinodge, who's Mr. Perfectly Fine 13. Um, Workwife Swifties, who, um, who are Patty and Steph. Um, Amanda, um, Amanda has... Um, she doesn't have like a big TikTok and she's she's just always there like she's she's just always supportive and then Kim who's like PNW fits 50s and Ember who like makes all the like cool mashups and cool sounds they are the people that literally get me through day day by day um you know they've become some of the closest friends that that I have and that's what makes it all worth it is those connections that you form with people that you probably would never have walked this earth knowing that they existed I always find it that so for me growing up like I grew up on the cusp of the internet not being a thing like so I was like a big Westlife like fan like massive Westlife fan and obviously for me to find out what Westlife were doing I'd have to like go buy smash hits go yes. by heat magazine like stuff like that to find out like what was like those are the what days, was happening man. whereas now obviously with the internet and being like mm. like one especially like one when one direction first started I was I was 22 so, yeah yeah so I was like I wasn't considered old because like no. Louis was like 18 so he's like only three years yeah. younger than me so I'm like yeah okay but for people my age it wasn't cool to like them I have my sister six years younger than me so it was like okay let me I can use her as an excuse yeah to so we went to the x-factor tour but I would never really like post that much about it online yeah yeah. because I was just like "Mm, whereas now because of it 
it's nice when especially to get people that have the same reaction as you do and the same passion for some for yeah. like for someone that I've not even ever like met yeah like it's and for them to be like no I get it you're not cra- like you're not crazy like yeah this yeah. is normal yeah and also I find it nice as being as well older to show younger fans that it's okay and don't yeah. hide it but I do think that I've noticed like since as it was has come out that Harry Styles is now cool Harry Styles is now cool and it's kind of like and about six months ago he wasn't he wasn't cool, cool. no 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 but it's so funny as well like I think Taylor's kind of you know it's the same when you're like oh yeah um yeah I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift the one thing that everyone always says as a repartee is why like why all she does is write songs about her boyfriends and my response is how many girlfriends have you ever had in your life and it's like oh well I mean I don't know well like how many people have you dated oh so it's okay for you to date multiple people but uh, a young woman can't date that many people so sorry like where where are we getting lost and it's still that kind of same that same narrative and it's so frustrating because she is such a phenomenal lyricist um you know the nuance is incredible she's learned like she's teaching words okay like there are there are so many there's so many times where i see tiktoks of people like i learned a new word today thanks to dr taylor swift uh so it's like you know it's, it's there's there's only there's only one of her really that can do that but i i definitely get that as well with harry um when at one of my old jobs i used to work with uh, three blokes and they all had young daughters who were all harry fans and i was like so then what does that make you guys and they're like oh no we're harry fans and and they're like three like grown very like men you know middle class and british man um and that was like a bit of a like an interesting awakening um i guess because if you're a dad of a daughter it makes make you know you just embrace it you're going to take them to the concerts you know you you kind of that's what it is and you'll you'll start to like songs but it's like you get to a certain age and it's not cool anymore and i'm like what am i supposed to do just stop listening to them like what am i supposed to do stop enjoying their music stop appreciating them as a person for someone like taylor it's really great to see the longevity of a woman having that amount of time as a career definitely within the music industry because like we said earlier i can't think of anybody else like the only person i can think of is mariah carey but even then she's not churning out like and it's not the same no if but that was like the only person i can think of like that has been doing it, in, but she only now comes out at like Christmas. So, <laughs> like Michael yeah. Bublé. You're like, I was just gonna say, like yeah. Michael Bublé. <laughs> you know it's Christmas. You know it's nearly nearly Christmas yeah. time when the Bublé starts coming out. But as well, it's Harry is only kind of really at the start of his solo his... career. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. 100%. But obviously, people don't think like I forget that he's been doing this for as long as what he has. Yeah. And then I put like I my friend um 
brought around because it got delivered to her house the four on vinyl yeah and I just put that on this morning and I was just like oh my god like I forget that like yeah. this is what he sounded like 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 all these songs and yeah. pe- I feel like people yeah I've just seen like loads of people who not used to take the mick out of me but used to be like how are you making your Instagram like your niche about Harry Styles and now I see them and I'm like mm, yeah now you want to oh, jump yeah. on that this now track. you want to know you know now you it was like the condescension consent no cond- that's condensation Hannah <laughs> <laughs> I knew what word you were trying to say, but also I can hear it. I don't think con, con- I can't do it. The condescending tone That's of, it. you know, how do you have that? Like, ooh. And now it's, okay, but how do you do that? Because I want to know, because I want to join the class. And it's a really, like, it's it's a complete 360, I think. Um, I think Taylor's still fighting for that. I think she's still fighting for people to actually take her seriously. And I think it's still very evident in, you know, things that have happened just this year alone with David Albarn, David, Damon, I'm not, I'm not great with names. Um, Yeah. Things that happened this year with Damon Albarn coming out being like, Taylor Swift doesn't write her own songs, blah, 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 blah. It's like, everyone really likes the cheap hit, but it's just like, but why? And it's, it's sad because, you know, she's been doing it for 16 years. And she's still kind of getting reduced down to, oh, you just write songs about boyfriends or exes. Uh, never, despite the fact that she's been a, in a relationship for a long or while now, um, that, oh, you only write about exes. Well, I mean, what did the Beatles write about? What did Elvis Presley write about? What did Rolling Stones write about? What yeah. did Queen write about? You know, that, that you write about love, you write about heartbreak. That's it's poetry, but with lyricism attached. Uh, with sorry, with it's it's poetry as lyricism with a melody attached to it. If someone's like listening and they want to start like sharing content online, yes, it can be about Taylor Swift or it could be like about anyone that they're a fan of. Really, what would be like your main tip for them to take away to like think about? There's actually a couple of tips that I would say when it comes to making content. The first is to ignore, well, I think the first thing is to understand what you're doing it for. If you're doing it to, you know, try and go viral or try and be TikTok famous, it doesn't, it doesn't really happen. Those things just, they kind of happen when you least expect it. There are videos of mine that I'm like, no, no and there there are times where I'll take videos down because I don't I you know I'm not in it for the views and they start getting too much and like it leaves swift talk and I'm like this is bad this is bad oh my gosh no I'll take them down like I have absolutely no qualms about that whatsoever um so I think the first tip is actually figure out what you're doing it for if you're doing it to make money that's completely legitimate but understand that that's what you're doing it for if you're doing it to get followers to try and like be tiktok famous that's fine understand that what that's what you're doing it for and then put in that work behind the scenes and that time to actually figure out how you're going to do that um and also be be completely unique the thing is the thing about like theories and you know particularly like easter egg theories is that we're all looking at the same stuff so we're all going to kind of have the same theory there's only going to be about three things that it could be at the moment for re-records that is 
um, because we know that reputation can't can't really happen. And it's also for anyone listening, written. 2024 is written in reputation on the wall in the man music video so that is my like it's not happening until then but yeah figure out what you're doing it for why you want to do it spend some time just doing some soul searching and then my other good tip is to have someone who is like your sounding board not for content ideas but actually you need a support system because there are a lot of things online that will that you'll see about yourself that aren't always pretty and can be very negative and it can be very damaging to your mental health um particularly when you start to feel almost a bit targeted and that can happen to people um so having that support is so so vital it can be anyone anyone that you trust um another tip i would say is film content in bulk if you can make a list of stuff film it in bulk and then take a day off or two days off in a week um i got into a really bad habit and i'm back into that bad habit but i also like know my limits now and i didn't know my limits adhd it's all or nothing all the time i'm actually shocked that i'm still doing this because usually like i take up a hobby and i do it for three minutes and then i'm like this is it i'm done now it's over so the fact that i'm still going strong is a surprise um you know adhd is forever but so is taylor swift easter eggs um so um so yeah like bulk and take a couple of days off a week you need it or you will burn out it's really hard to just keep going like a freight train doing content um it's it's exhausting it is exhausting um i just thought of a different question that i didn't ask but i asked this to um sophie who does oh all the love um all the love, all the love yeah because obviously she does like loads of um like one direction like content yeah. what has been your favorite video that you've filmed for tiktok oh, such a great question um i think the ones where i do all the different characters for taylor nation i think that's probably my favorite um because there's one character in there and this kind of leads me into this other point. Um, it's like safeguarding your own mental health when it comes to TikTok. Um, I I show people what I want them to see. And I think people don't necessarily realize that. What you see isn't always what you get. I, I'm 100% authentic. I'm 100% me. I'm 100% who I am. Like what you see is what you get of me in that moment. But that's what I want to show you. And a lot of the times, you know, it's because I'm, you know, really excited about something and I kind of let my mask down my like neurodivergent mask and you know I'm just like shining like fireworks over a sad empty town um but there are there are moments where you know that mask kind of comes up a little bit or you're just like I'm not going to show every every part of me every facet of me and it's difficult if you're making like life vlogs and you know content where you're talking about your life that's a very different kettle of fish but when you're doing this you can kind of be a character you can be someone that is yourself but is a version of yourself that you can almost have a guard up a little bit so I like to make a bit of a fool of myself and I I literally have I have my clown wig next to me because I don't take myself too seriously 
it's for me it's fun for me it's just I'm here to entertain people um I'm here to try and be funny if I do come out looking a bit like a like a fool uh Taylor Swift called me a beautiful fool in uh one of the lyrics of her songs she also said that uh you know I was effed in the head and I'm a mad woman so you know it's fine I was written by Taylor Swift she says it's cool then it's cool with me um but yeah that like you should only show what you want people to see and in those Taylor Nation like fun videos I have all these different characters that are based on the different eras and there's one character in there called Joy and she's from um lover era and she's just like full on in your face just she's the person that I want to be and sometimes am in like everyday life and she's the most fun to film she's also the easiest for me to film because she's just right there just like I can feel her <laughs> so yeah those are probably my favorites the last two questions are the same questions that I ask everybody uh the first one is what has being a fangirl of Taylor Swift taught you to always be kind and she embodies that very much so and uh, there's one of her quotes it's one of my favorites um I think it was when Radio One like flew out to New York to um, like to have her on the show, and um, she said the worst kind of person is someone who um, makes someone feel bad, stupid, whatever, um, for something that they love and are excited about and feel passionate about. And that's kind of like a it's like a TPWK words to live by kind of moment. Um, it's to embody the the spirit of kindness to embody the spirit of positivity to embody the spirit of you know showing that there is another way of approaching things and another way to to do things and to to show love to give love and even when you get you don't get that in return there's still you know that that's still the the thing to manifest and that's still the thing to to be putting out there um and the second thing is it's actually taught me to be myself. It's taught me to embrace who I am. It's taught me to love myself. I, it's, a, it's, you know, I haven't spent my whole life loving myself, but it's the one thing that I tell everyone to do is that you, you, you have to find that inner love and that inner peace and that inner joy. And that is hard. It's hard when society has so many expectations of what that looks like. It's especially hard when, you know, some of us aren't, you know, what would be considered as, it's normal or able-bodied or you know how do you love yourself in in your eyes if you're constantly looking through the eyes of others who put you down but I think going through you know you go through era to era album to album with Taylor and you see that self-love that she has for herself and that that really defines it for me um she I think is a great role model in that respect um, the final question is, um, <laughs> if anybody is listening, um, wants to find you online, where can they find you? Oh, um, well, um, there's a few places. Uh, so on TikTok, I'm Swift Talk Detective. Um, uh, same uh, on Instagram. I'm also Swift Talk Detective. 
on Twitter, it gets a little bit complicated. It gets a little bit tricky because Twitter is my artist name. My artist name is pronounced as Hannah, but it's spelt phonetically. And it is the worst mistake that I've made when it comes to my music because now no one can find me. Um, so my Twitter handle is, um, it's Hannah, <laughs> but it's spelled H-U-H-A-H-N-U-H. Um, which is what my old TikTok was. That's what I started out as. And I was on a live after I, like, I think it was like after I got to 5K, I think I went on a live or 1K. And um, I said to people, I was like, oh, what do you think my name should be? Because like, no one, everyone keeps asking me what my name is. I'm like, oh, it's just Hannah. And they're like, no, but it's spelt really weird. And I'm like, oh no, it's just Hannah. Um, so then like, we all came up with Swift Touch Detective on a live. So I can't take any credit for it because, uh, you know, those people contributed but yeah swift dot detective um twitter i'm so sorry it's just rambling thoughts about harry and taylor do you know what uh, twitter is to me it's shower thoughts like that's what twitter is to me it's shower thoughts it's it's shower thoughts that you shouldn't be thinking but you thunk them so now that you thunk the things you need to like say the things that you thunk yeah and they end up on twitter and that not all of them are good um but yeah i had a i had a really weird comment on one of my tiktoks yesterday i say weird but you know um I had someone be like, you really should have credited the original creator of, of this theory. And I was like, who's the original creator? And she, she was like, it was on Twitter. And I was like, oh no, that was me. It was just a different name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't credit myself. That would be unnecessary like with that look. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, we're all in a Harry Chella, like, after math right now like I don't understand how I'm functioning as a human being <laughs> just, yeah like I'm when right. Taylor comes back I'm I'm that's it I will not be the same I will not be the same I won't um but thank you for spending your afternoon talking to me thank um, you so much for having me I'm so sorry about taking up so much of your time and like going off on these tangents once again a big thank you to Hannah for joining me on this week's episode and thank you for listening As always, links are in the description, but if you are wanting some more fangirl content till the next episode, check out our website, thatfangirllife.com. And I will see you next time for another episode. Bye.